0: guys welcome back to another episode of believe in k-pop this is your host Anti Isik. hope you're all doing great and staying safe and uh, i just wanted to wish you all the best for this new week new adventures and new work schedules that you have been planning so far um, wishing you the best and hope everything turns out to be amazing this week uh, for this week, I have one of my amazing friends, one of my well-wishers. I would love to say, because she has been kind, considerate, compassionate, and a beautiful human being I have met few months ago. So I take pleasure in letting you know about my conversation with Rakil Goldie, a media personality who has been specializing. In music journalism, she has been doing an amazing job as a music journalist from US and recently she discovered her love for K-pop, took a deep dive and started giving viewers K-pop content, um, which includes reaction videos and interviews. With interviews, she decides to bring in people behind K-pop scene as well as K-pop artists who deliver us with amazing work. So she has been doing an amazing job. Her job in K-pop specifically might be brief, but an effective one. And within months or weeks, she has been impressing people, definitely. And I should definitely say that she has been working really hard. Mm. And uh, she has been uh, an inspiration since the day I met her. And I got introduced to her work because she has been doing an amazing work as a woman and a music journalist. So. I take pleasure in letting you guys know about our conversation, letting you hear our conversation. Um, Sadly, we had it a few months ago and I just got time to release it today. So, hope you enjoy it. Um, It was a thorough enjoyment for me because... We did Fangirl together. We spoke a lot about K-pop. And we also included the difficulties of being a journalist. So I think you would also love listening to it. Um, hope you have a good listen. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to Believe in K-pop. This is your host, Anthea Isaac, And today, we have one of my favorites and a special guest for you. Um, Well, she is an entertainment and music journalist she has been doing a lot of k-pop things of course if it isn't about k-pop she's not gonna be here she is an on-air personality uh before k-pop she has been interviewing a lot of music artists and i just saw her reel of 2019 and i was blown away and i am super glad that she's here to join with us um like You know, like during this pandemic, a lot of things happened and she has been one of the fighters I really adore. And she has also took the role of a podcast host for Millennial Girls. She has been bringing out stories of girls who have been in the entertainment industry, inspiring us, uh, bringing in in in-depth conversation as well as. Funny conversations, so I am super excited, happy, and privileged to welcome rekil Goldie.
1: Yay! Oh my god, that was quite the intro. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> uh, you know, like thank you so much for thank you so much for letting me be here. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> funny because I forget that I have a podcast. As weird as that is to say, because it's just like part of everyday life. So when you said millennial girls podcast, I was like. Oh, yeah, I have that. I do that.
0: (laughs) Well, it is my pleasure having you. And to be frank, I was quite nervous to do your intro because you have been doing such an amazing job in the industry. And, you know, like introducing you before people, you to the people is quite a task. But I'm
1: happy you loved it. Oh, my God. No, thank you so much. It's so fun. When you asked me to be on this podcast, I was like, yes i'm so excited to be the one guesting and not so stressed sorry about you know hosting it i'm, I'm excited
0: i'm sure that the
1: listeners are also excited
0: to talk about you and your journey with k-pop um, yes oh my gosh yes well talking about k-pop you also do a lot of reaction videos so i'm sure that most of the listeners are quite you know, like well known you know like you are Quite popular among our K-pop listeners, so you, you don't really need such an intro. But sorry, guys, it's my duty. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, thank you so much. Well, I know a lot about your K-pop journey and what you do with k-pop but can you give a short intro on what you have been doing in the entertainment and music industry and you know like a little brief about what you were doing and what you are doing
1: yeah i have been in the entertainment music industry for about five years now i went to school for multimedia journalism i always knew i wanted to be in music or entertainment because that's just me even when i was in college one of my professors said to me he was he was like raquel i don't know if hard news is your i was like no, I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to talk about entertainment music. And he was like, "Oh, okay, we're we're good then." I was like, "Yeah, don't worry my, about me." Um, but yeah, I, I interned at the major iHeart Radio station in college, and and once I kind of did that, I knew I wanted to be involved in music. I had to be. And then right after college, I started working for an online music publication called Stage Right Secrets. I was their country music correspondent, so I basically lived in Nashville for three years. And I got to cover country music, which is really cool. And the award shows and all of that kind of, you know, all those events. And that really got me seasoned. And I learned a lot because I always say when anyone asks me, you know, oh, I want to be in this industry. I want to be on camera. What do I do? I was like, intern and get as much experience as you can on the job because it's always going to be something different happening. And I mean, there's nothing like a live event or or anything live Something can always go wrong and probably will go wrong. So you have to be accustomed to thinking on your feet really quickly and just kind of going with the flow. I then moved into sports. Uh, I worked for the NHL team here in Florida. I was an arena host and digital host for them for three years. So I got to do a lot of content and they were really I was really lucky to work with the marketing team and they knew I came from a music background. So they let me do a bunch of music content, which was really great and kind of talk about all the artists that were coming to the arena and doing shows. And I got to talk to some of the artists at some of the shows. So that was really great. And then I got my job at the radio station. I was at in Miami covering ADM music for a year pre-pandemic. And then Once the pandemic hit, I was let go, unfortunately, like a lot of on air hosts because of everything going on. And then I kind of transitioned, I found K-pop and I'm definitely not going back anytime soon. It's only going forward. So it's, I'm really lucky I've gotten to do as much as I have, you know, in the five years being post-grad from working in country to EDM to pop and just getting to cover and appreciate a lot of different music genres. And that's, something i think that a lot of people have trouble with i don't know i feel like a lot of people are stuck in one genre because they work in that genre and for me you know the pandemic was kind of a blessing in disguise because i got to have an appreciation for a whole new genre of music not just as a genre but a culture and that has been something i think you know it's only it's only going forward from here
0: well i do agree on staying with the genre because you know, like, especially in journalism, if you stay in a particular you know, like, genre and you keep researching, that's what actually adds up to your portfolio. That's what I believe. But it was really cool when I kind of uh, stumbled upon your profile and I learned that you were new to K-pop, but mm-hmm. already doing a lot of things. So,
1: Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, I, like I said, it it was kind of this amazing discovery. It wasn't, I had known about K-pop. My sister is the one who got me super into it. She's been into it for three to four years now. And I've actually been to two concerts. I've been, I've seen Ace. I saw Ace. I went with my sister, I want to say two or three years ago, two years ago when they were in Miami. So that was my introduction to them. And then I went to the Day Six concert when they were in Miami a year and a half ago. And that was So cool. It was at one of my favorite venues, the Fillmore in Miami. And I was like, these they're so talented. And I grew up competitively dancing and on stage. So for me, the one thing that I love so much about K-pop is the show. Still the spectacle, the spectacle of it, because I think we are seriously missing that here uh, in Western music. It's very singer songwriter based, which don't get me wrong. I love that so much. And I have such an appreciation for that, but there's nothing right now here that makes me want to listen to it over and over and over again, besides EDM music, because that's a whole different spectrum of music. And that's so pumped up and hype. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I just, the spectacle is what really got me for K-pop.
0: Well, it was actually one of the reasons why I got into K-pop as well. I was, so amazed by how they dance and sing Mm -hmm. and one instant happened you know like you know like yesterday night I and my mom we were watching tv and she was you know like looking at some of the artists from our country Tamil Nadu Mm -hmm. so uh, like my country is India sorry my state is Tamil Nadu so (laughs) we were watching something and she just asked me a question like uh, she was saying um, national regional singer uh, you know like dance a little bit and sing and she was like how can singers dance while singing and i was like <gasps> mom you yeah. have like seriously what and my sister <laughs> literally came shouting from the kitchen what are you even talking about like you you know like people k-pop people literally fly singing so correct
1: okay.
0: So I just wanted to, you know, like dive in deep into your discovery of K-pop. So you already gave a glimpse, but it would be nice if you can tell me which MV did you watch first and who caught mm-hmm. your eyes and what really pulled you in and everything.
1: So I... I'll tell two kind of different scenarios. So I first saw, obviously I saw Ace and I saw Day Six. And once I saw them, I kind of knew a little bit more and I was getting a little bit into it. And then I got my job at the radio station. So it was full speed ahead, totally deep dive into EDM music. And obviously BTS had done the collaboration with Steve Aoki. So obviously, you know, I knew all about that. And I had, I had been to the Billboard Music Awards the year before. So I saw BTS perform with Halsey Mm -hmm. and... When I tell you people were losing their mind in Vegas at the MGM in that arena, people were getting kicked out for bum rushing the stage at the Billboard Music Awards. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But I was like, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. And we are again missing that whole boy band, you know, boy group, just massive band thing. If you want to call it here, we don't have that. I mean, we, we haven't had that since NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys really, truthfully in O-Town. So I've always been such a, a big boy band, boy group fan, and I was needing that in my life. So I remember I saw NCT 127's Highway to Heaven video a year prior to kind of diving full deep into K-pop because I still watch music videos on MTV, on my TV late at night. It's my thing. It like makes me peaceful before I go to bed, even if it's a hype song. I don't know. It happens. It works. So I remember seeing their video and being like, who are these guys? Why are they all so good looking? This is amazing. I love this. And just, they always played the video on MTV. So I was seeing it over and over again, like every night for who knows how long. And then I was like, okay. I looked them up and I was like, all right, I'm a fan. All right. And then again, that's when I kind of transitioned into EDM. So it was like full speed ahead. I was so busy working. And then once the pandemic hit, I was at home, obviously. And I was walking past my TV and my sister was showing my mom uh, Exo's love shot video (laughs) and It was right when Kai, it was like the close up on Kai in the red suit right before the breakdown of the dance. And I just paused. I looked at the TV and went, who is that? Oh, my God. And my sister was like, you have no idea. Like, welcome to it. And I just I stood in front of the TV watching the video and I was like, play it again and then show me something else. And then she showed me tempo and then she showed me and it was just kind of this downward, the deep dive of YouTube that happens. And after that it was no turning back we were full speed ahead into that deep dive and i was like okay i'm never coming out of this this is amazing so yeah that's that's really how it started it was the it was the love shot video that zoom in of kai right before the breakdown and uh that's really what got me
0: (laughs) wow like they have the power to do that so i'm not questioning Uh,
1: yeah yeah totally the power especially that video if you have not seen this that video and you're listening to this podcast highly recommend you go watch it
0: <laughs> definitely so like um i was quite amazed that you're from miami which is mm-hmm. also one of the favorite places in the u.s but i just wanted to know how is the k-wave in miami uh, like we know how it is in los angeles all the things that's mm-hmm. happening we also know that we have concerts in miami but how is was
1: the K-Wave? So obviously I have my sister, which is great because (laughs) (laughs) I get to discuss everything 24-7 with her about everything. And then obviously Brooke, who I do the reaction videos with. So having the two of them and Brooke's sister as well has been so great because it's just someone you can send stuff to. And I've been introducing my friends to to K-Pop as well. But as far as the K-Wave in Miami, I think it's still, it's decently it's decently small I mean I don't really I have the interactions with people on social media and obviously all of that but because concerts aren't happening right now Mm -hmm. I don't know how much it's growing or what's happening I mean I can only assume that because you know more and more people are sitting at home on the internet it is growing but I mean when you know when I saw Ace when I saw Day6 those concerts were definitely packed there was a decent amount of people there Mm -hmm. it wasn't of course, like in a huge stadium setting, but it was it was definitely a decent amount of people. And I was even like, oh wow, this is great. I love that there's a little community here. But I mean, I hope it grows and it's growing. And, you know, obviously LA is a huge scene and they have K Town and same thing with, you know, uh New York. But yeah. I, I really do think it's growing and I hope we can all connect and and be a little K pop community here in Miami.
0: Yeah. We also have JRE from Miami.
1: Right. I met him, actually. I met him at the Day6 concert. He's super cool. Ah, yeah.
0: yeah. I was, I'm really hoping for, um, you know, like, you two merging together for either That'd one of be your so videos. Fun. Yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs>
1: so, I, I would love that.
0: Mm, yeah. So what was the recent group? are the topic that you discussed crazy with your sister? This just popped in my mind, so I just wanted to know. I have a sister, so I will tell my story before that. You can tell yours.
1: Um, Topic? Well, okay, so... <laughs> Jehan from NCT 127 NCTU, you know all of the NCT NCT as a whole he's about to star in his new drama is it DRM I think and the teaser came out last night another teaser so I was freaking out over it because he's my favorite uh One, two, seven. He's my bias. So I was, I was low key, high key freaking out about it saying, I'm going to, I'm going to be crying when he's crying, watching it. Like I can handle a kiss scene. It's going to be the crying scene. I'm not going to be able to handle. So that's kind of the topic of the, uh, the house here right now. But, and, and the drama I think comes out two days after my birthday. So I'm like, happy birthday to me. What a great (laughs) present. So that's definitely been the topic. And also, um, Road to King, or Kingdom, Road to Kingdom Mm. is coming back. And that's my show because obviously the dancing and I'm super excited to see what crazy production is gonna be happening this year with Kingdom because the boys killed it last year and and won obviously. And I'm always joking saying they're gonna like shoot Eric out of a cannon or something because they did all this crazy stuff. (laughs) So that's definitely also been the topic of the conversation at home with my sister. (laughs)
0: yeah like road to kingdom also has some of the new lineup and the groups Mm -hmm. are crazy Mm -hmm. wow and you know like literally the groups are already competitive when the comebacks come and even you know like when they perform in the award stages they just make sure that their name is heard in the insane yeah
1: insane
0: now it's going to be a competition and they are going to make us cry like cry out loud maybe
1: Oh, it's, I mean, last year with kingdom, they obviously picked groups that were kind of underrated and deserved Mm -hmm. more attention. And I mean, that's exactly what it did for them. It totally worked. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen this year and AT's and stray kids and, and the boys obviously hope, you know, I mean, maybe they'll keep their crown king of king of kingdom. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I love how they're, they're throwing in, icon and btob and sf9 so they have a really good lineup this year finally and uh i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what happens exactly like we do uh, you know
0: like being in the marketing perspective it is gonna be a super hit but mm-hmm. i my mind you know like my heart kind of says that the real purpose of season one was more worth it because as you mentioned, it really did bring out the boys' colors. And you mm-hmm. know, like after the season when the comebacks came, they had huge uh you know, like- oh
1: Stealer, yeah. it. When I saw that music video, my jaw was on the floor and I was like, Yes, boys, you did it. And their performance, did you see the mama performance? I mean, I'm sure you did with I was screaming.
0: <laughs> Me too. Like I was like, "Do I know you?" No. Like uh, for the fun fact, I knew them from uh, No Air era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I have been traveling with them for more than two years, and mm-hmm.
1: now I see them. I don't know you at all like right you, excuse me <laughs> you're like hello what's happening here no i remember the day mama happened my sister came running i was sleeping and she's i have a sliding door and she slid it open and she's like wait you're gonna die when you see the mama performances and she showed me the boys first and i was shook shook to the core it was so crazy i was like is this a broadway show like what is going on I right know. now this is a full-on production and i'm obsessed
0: so yeah, as I promised, what is going on between me and my sister is treasure. Twenty four bars seven mm. it's all about treasure. We are watching their treasure map season two and the first two episodes I died. You should check it out, you know, like you literally will have heart attack. You know? like the twist Aww. and the games. You no, know? like they're just playing a game, but yeah. It's life, you know, like Every time you have your heart in your hand and you're like, don't get caught. No, that's not supposed to happen. They're like, wow, the editors did a wonderful job. If they are listening to it, big shout out.
1: Thank you. Thank you, editors and production. We love to see it. Hey, guys.
0: Just wanted to take a brief moment to talk about our sponsor, eBay. Whether Rad Deadstock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cope the pair you have been eyeing for a long time. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers hundred plus dollars, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to eBay.com slash sneakers today. eBay the don't ever forget that eBay is the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Thank you, guys. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we came all the way, different parts. But going back to your reaction videos, so I do understand how you fell in love with K-pop, and everybody falls <laughs> in love. But what kind of insisted you to you know like create? Um, you know, like a different genre of creating reaction videos and making it a thing.
1: Yeah, it was actually kind of by chance, honestly. So I've been friends with Brooke uh, for about a year and a half now because she was on air at a different radio station in Miami. So I would always see her at events and she's like, we're a month apart with birthdays. So it was just kind of one of those things that we became really close friends. And she got into BTS heavily, same kind of thing when quarantine happened and she had put up a reaction video and I saw it come up on my feed and I texted her I was like hey I'm super into k-pop now too if you want to do a video together and so we did a video and it was her showing me bts and I was showing her exo and we put it up just thinking it was going to get like a couple hundred views and I think it has like 70,000 views now so after that we kind of thought okay so we should These are really fun to do and it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like we have to do this. So we just kind of kept doing it. And I mean, some of our views of our videos have almost one, I think almost has 300,000 views. It's, it's insane, but uh, it's, she's actually moving to LA. So I have started my own channel now. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it was really fun, you know, getting to do it with a partner and, and kind of getting to feel the energy off of someone when something new drops. And it's cool because we would show each other, we would do obviously new releases and then we would do old releases that we found and we would show each other. And it was just really nice to have someone to kind of go through the K-pop journey with and discover new things. It's it's like a whole new world. I feel like Ariel or, or Jasmine, but she's like, it's a whole new world. I'm like, that's me mm-hmm. <laughs> discovering K-pop.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. I can... Feel that because for a long time I was sticking with a single group because I was not I don't know, like I really wanted to enjoy it, but the new language and the new you know like it was totally new mm-hmm. and I was kind of young and I was kind of you know like feeling bizarre of whether mm-hmm. to get in or not you know like yeah. step in or not. So I have been sticking with the same group for two years, and uh, when I went to college, one of my friends had shiny wall you know like cover on her phone yes and like, is that shiny and she was like do you know shiny and i was like yes <laughs> i know of course and then she started telling me it's not uh, and like i till then i was just listening to five songs of shiny and she said girl you have a lot to see there girl <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite fun and you know like fun fact again i did saw you react to kai mm. And your face, whenever Kai pops up, and even your reaction when he did the dance practice. So I really wanted to bring it here. And yeah. uh, <laughs> your face is getting red.
1: Kai is my ultimate bias. I uh, he, that, he has my heart, for sure. And I don't know, I got into K-pop at a really great time because... Bacon had just did his comeback with Candy and that is such a bop. I listened to that song and that album, honestly, every single day, truly, or every other day. And then my sister told me, she's like, Raquel, Mm -hmm. guess what? I was like, what? And she's like, Kai is dropping a solo record. And I was like, what? Uh (laughs) This is amazing. And yeah, it drops. And wow. I mean, again, if you haven't seen that video, You should, because I literally fell out of my chair in the reaction video and Brooke had had to, what you don't see is me leaning forward because I wanted to get closer to the video. Mm -hmm. And I leaned so far forward that the chair started falling. So Brooke like pushed, like slammed her hand out on my chair. So I didn't fully fall. And it was just, it was so much fun. And I was not ready for that. That video is great. Good job, Kai. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I literally fell out of the chair.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So also the music, you know, like Alon was behind it, and again, a quick shout out to Alon, our previous guest. Wow, that man is bringing in hit after hit.
1: I mean, there's no skips on his album at all. So, because I think that's the thing. That's also the thing too, right? They're putting out mini albums, many most of the time, and. It's like a nice little packet of sunshine because when an artist puts out a whole full length record here, so many times I'm, I'm finding myself wanting to listen to every single song, but I'm not into every single song. And I like that they don't put pressure on the artist to drop a full length all the time. They put this little, you know, five, six, sometimes seven EP, a mini album, whatever you want to call it out. And the songs are all great because they don't have, pre- they don't have pressure to put out a 52 Length album and we don't need that we need a little pocket of sunshine sometimes
0: because we have a lot of artists to follow
1: exactly sorry, sorry my bias groups but
0: you know like sometimes you have to listen to other S- artists as
1: well. oh there's so many good groups and i think now i'm starting to get into the r&b side i'm like starting to get into that world and i'm like wow this is great i love it here
0: <laughs> and i like my ultimate is tamen so Officially, we can in Tay Kai,
1: Tamen, and well, first of all, Tamen and Kai are besties, so we're we're friends here. And second of all, he is just on another level if, with production of music videos and songs, and he's not afraid to go in a different direction. And when he came out with Idea, oh my God, I we reacted to it and Brooke didn't really know much about Taman and I was just floored. He's so talented. I really hope I get to see him perform live one day because again, talk about a spectacle. He puts on a, a damn show mm-hmm. and I don't even know. I feel like I can't even blink. I feel like you would miss something if you blink. So you're just going to be like this for like three hours straight, but it's worth it.
0: Yes, exactly. Like I did mention this on the previous episode, but if someone related to Taman is, listening to it you know, like interviewing Taemin is my ultimate goal as a mm. k-pop journalist so please you know like if he's ready to give an interview for an Indian media
1: I'm here please I mean you might have a good chance now that shiny's comeback is happening you never know
0: you no know, you know like getting interviews is not easy and staying no, in-
1: <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> true that
0: yeah but you know, like being in India again kind of makes it even a little worse. But yeah, let's fight for it. As you mentioned earlier, like you want to do it. So
1: I want to manifest do it. So it. Like, yeah. I always, I'm a big believer in writing it down and speaking it to the universe totally. So if you want to interview Taman, write it down. If you, and be like, universe, I'm going to interview Taman. Do it. I'm telling you, it totally works.
0: Okay. Noted, gonna do that again. Yes, so um, I just wanted to know what were your favorite debuts of 2020?
1: Or mm. like mm. debuts of 2020? <clears throat> um, I gotta go with my boys NCT, double million dollar sellers now because they might dropped real hard with two albums that they dropped a month apart it was insane uh and all of the content that went along with it uh and then of course I loved the boys I loved Steeler I'm trying to think I mean I'm just here's my thing I have so much appreciation for everyone and what they do because I grew up dancing and doing theater and on stage so I know how much hard work it takes to do all of this so I just am always like wow one person is just doing it and the next is two. That's the thing, too. It's like the thing with K-pop is everyone's putting out such a high level product. Right. I don't feel like there's been anything or at least there's not been anything I saw in 2020 where I was like, "Ooh, that kind of missed the mark. And that was like, yikes, like wasn't up to par with everyone else. Everyone is doing it it's so crazy you know i mean i i'm obviously like i said we all know now i love kai so much so super m and i mean even i love huasa so when she i saw maria for the first time i huge stan of huasa now and and mamamoo um i love twice twice's i can't stop me Come back was great i learned the dance i did the tiktok challenge um Itzy's Comeback was great. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm I love it. Kong Daniel. Mm. Oh my God, Waves and Who You Are is my jam. I listen to it every day. And I got to interview Inverness, who who produced uh with with Kong Daniel and produces a lot of his stuff. So yeah, I mean, Chung, Chung I'm excited for Chung. She's coming out in uh what the 15th of February. Mm. That's gonna be really exciting to see for 2021. Um Eric Nam's Paradise was so good. It had that EDM vibe. I'm like, I'm like going to name everyone. I just loved.
0: I can empathize with you. So I'm not blaming you. Yeah. Your answer is valid. I'm like, it's good. Yeah.
1: I'm like, it's just going to keep going. Everyone.
0: So we did have a conversation as fangirls. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to get into being a TV personality. And this has always been one of the questions I really wanted to ask to mm-hmm. journalists and TV personalities. So, um, you know, like, we do know K-pop wasn't, you know, like, there were times where K-pop was not represented that good in Western mm-hmm. medias. But there were people, journalists, doing amazing stuff on on screen and even in write-ups. So being an on-air TV personality, uh, who are your favorite journalists who covered k-pop when k-pop groups came to you
1: yeah yeah i don't think i have a specific journalist i am like oh my god i'm so obsessed with them i'm just not that way i'm kind of more obsessed with the group and the product that they're coming out obviously i appreciate you know the articles and everything i really love all the content that billboard puts out um all the content that what is it is it cosmo Cosmo and all of them on on YouTube that they do a lot with the different groups. I know they're one of them is doing the TikTok challenge and uh, Glamour did the uh, with NCT and with Monster X they did the emotions and the acting kind of challenge and I just really appreciate those media outlets specifically that are not making. I don't know. They're, they're shining K-pop groups in a good light. You know what I mean? Like they're giving them equal opportunity as other Western artists here. And they're doing the content with them. I know there's like the song association challenge with, is it Vogue? I think I might be like getting all the outlets mixed up, but just those outlets that are really putting out that K-pop content and really shining light on the K-pop artists because they're artists too. I feel like there's this weird, for whatever reason, people here don't think they're real artists or, for, or or they're different, which, yes, they come from a different country. They're coming from the other side of the actual planet, but that makes them, that doesn't make them any less of an artist than Shawn Mendes or Billie Eilish. They're still putting in just as much hard work, if not more, because they're dancing. So they're practicing all those hours. And... I just really appreciate those outlets being able to say, like, no, this is okay. You can like them. It's not weird. It's cool. Like, they're talented and go listen to their music. And, you know, I think that's a really big step in Western media, for sure.
0: So you don't have particular journalists to name?
1: Not really. I, I don't really... I follow, like I said, I follow a lot of people, but I'm not like, oh, my God, this one person. You know what I mean? Just because... I really appreciate doing my own research, if that makes sense. Mm. And especially since I'm doing all the reaction videos and some interviews as well, I want to kind of find everything out for myself and and do the digging and watching the YouTube videos. And I've obviously watched some interviews and watched some, uh, you know, radio radio press tours or whatever but there hasn't been a specific person that I'm like oh my god I'm so obsessed with you as a journalist but I've never been like that ever I've even here I I really liked I grew up watching e-news and i obsessed with Juliana Rancic but that's kind of the only person in that aspect of things but that just because of her career and how she really forced e-news to put her on air kind of she she always was uh sending her tapes to them and everything and finally they put her on air but yeah as far as being obsessed with the journalist i mean i love chelsea briggs from billboard um she's so she's one of my friends and i love that she's been interviewing k-pop groups on the carpets and and kind of just been again doing the damn thing putting them on, on billboard so i mean if there's someone specific like that definitely chelsea because she's doing the interviews but I'm not the person that's super obsessed with like the journalist more so the group
0: <laughs> well with Chelsea I can actually say that I grew up watching her because you know like it was way before k-pop but mm-hmm. um you know like I'm not sure what would be the name Hollywood wire
1: yeah hollywire
0: um, hollywire okay sorry
1: here mm-hmm.
0: but uh, I used to watch those videos and mm-hmm. I really loved how she carries those stories and, and like putting in a little drama and acting yeah. that actually makes it more interesting. It doesn't make it more cliche, but it's like, wow, you know, like the way she talks, it's so nice and uh, wow, she has definitely been one of the journalists that I saw grew, grew, you know, like while growing up.
1: Yeah, no, Chelsea's great. And she's so sweet. She was on my podcast, actually, we talked a lot about self love in that episode. And we brought up RM's speech from BTS. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that when you're the journalist, you're not the star of the interview, you're not supposed to make it about yourself. And I feel like a lot of people do. And she doesn't. So she's very professional in that way. Also, Jeff Benjamin, I follow on social media, and he does a lot of obviously the K-pop, he covers K-pop for Billboard and a bajillion different outfits out outfits outlets so i feel like if i do need to name two people in particular that i do follow that i see interviewing and that i respect as journalists i guess it would be chelsea and, and jeff for sure
0: wow i'm definitely sending this to jeff and you know, i like he'll be so happy
1: yay he's, you know, like
0: he's definitely one of the very good well-wishers in my mm. you know, like in my kind of job industry world. oh yeah so like yeah so i'm taking this word to him he will be happy about it
1: oh yay shout out to jeff
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um we also had a lot of podcasts coming with k-pop so do you listen to any podcasts i listen to yours oh my god (laughs) yes i had i had
1: to find no i had to find out what it was all about so i'm so happy that you're doing a podcast like this because i uh I definitely think it's it's needed in the k-pop world um you know what's funny is I don't really listen to so bad to say because I'm a podcaster but it's I don't listen to that many podcasts because the listen the podcasts that I do listen to are normally in a or either guests that are coming on to my podcast if that makes sense to learn more about their podcast uh I also listen to, it's not K-pop related, so I don't know if you, whatever, but Andy Grammer, uh, musician Andy Grammer, he has an amazing podcast that I listen to, but more so with K-pop, it's all of the interviews and, and the content they put out, and that is something I love so much that they do. I watched NCT's show, I just watched On and Off's. Web drama, I mean that's more so what I'm spending time watching and making me fall in love more with the genre and all of the all of the
0: artists. (laughs) Well, you don't have to feel guilty because I don't hear podcasts either.
1: Yeah, it's it's you know what it is? Because when it's your job to do it, you're so invested in yours. So obviously you want to check out the competition, I guess, and and or the guests that are coming on, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of like you got to take yourself, you got to remove yourself. That's why I like watching the content so much on YouTube because it's funny and it's a breath of fresh air. And the reaction videos are fun to do. So even those, I watch the reaction videos, but I'm not watching, you know, necessarily podcasts.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, like the word you mentioned that you were happy with the content that this podcast is putting, I just wanted to give a shout out to Emily, who was the founder and the first host of this happening so yeah a quick shout out to her and to be frank before believe in k-pop happened i really never listened to podcasts i used to listen believe in k-pop because i was a very good friend of emily and Mm -hmm. i listened to k-pop daybox show because eric is inevitable
1: like- oh, I wish... I- oh, wait, duh. I just realized I listened <laughs> to all of theirs, too. But I watch it on YouTube, so I I still consider that YouTube. K-Pop Jaybok is amazing. I, w- I listen to Get Real. That show is hilarious with BM, Ashley, and, P- and Peniel. Oh, my gosh. It is so freaking funny. I'm always laughing so hard.
0: And how did I get uh- here with Jay?
1: Jay oh, Alexa. yeah. Jay and Alexa. That is... I don't always watch the full episodes because, but I watch the small little short videos on YouTube and I'm always like, what's happening here? (laughs) (laughs) How did we get here? Honestly. Yes. How did we end up
0: watching this? Honestly. So that's really cool. And like, this is kind of a weird confession, but if Believe in K-Bob didn't happen again, I was actually thinking of like asking them, like, the dive studios or something
1: oh a dream do it girl do it i told you i'm all about shooting your shot slide into slide into the dms and ask slide into the dms on i mean on linkedin probably would be your best bet or email them but just do it might as well what are they gonna say no okay we'll try again thanks
0: well that is true Now, like being uh like doing these kind of journalism you have to be really you know like
1: fearless fearless
0: passionate and you know like shameless and they're like oh you said no oh yeah
1: (laughs) oh yeah on to the next that's that's totally how it is
0: yeah so it was really you know like I kind of feel that um I get to talk a lot of things that I don't really talk to people
1: because they really don't understand what goes behind oh no (laughs) not at all People don't understand. It's funny. They're just like, Oh, you get to, you know, ask people questions. And no, there's a lot that goes into it.
0: And one of the worst statements or the comments that I receive is like, Oh, you were too lucky to have him or her as your interviewee. And I was like, Lucky? You know, like, do you know how many emails or what messages I sent? You know, like, you just not literally too lucky. Exactly.
1: The the interview uh, stalking (laughs) aspect of it is, let's be real, that's pretty much what it is, is is a whole job in itself. When I was actually at the radio station, I kind of handled artist liaison, all of that as well. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm doing the interviews, can I just do the artist liaison part as well? And they were like, go ahead, do it because it was a small radio station. It is so stressful. And how many emails you have to send. I got really, we got really, really lucky when we interviewed Inverness about the collab with Kong Daniel because I had a ton of mutual friends with him because of working in EDM. And he was just like, here's my manager's email, go. And I was like, wow, that was like the oh, let's take a deep breath. That was the easiest, I think, contact mm-hmm. that I had to make. And it was great. So shout out to Inverness and his team at Treehouse because. Painless. Great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some of the interviews did happen like that, and I think I'm really blessed to have them. For example, Alon is so sweet. Whenever Mm -hmm. I message him, he's like, okay, Anthea, if you are in this and you want me to do this, I'm fine with it. (gasps) Did I? It's It's so nice. Yeah, like, Alon, Anthea, Alon, Anthea, what?
1: You're like, hello? Where am I? What's (laughs) happening?
0: (laughs) Exactly, so... Once again, thank you so much for joining. I know, you know, like we spoke about K-pop and we rambled a lot about journalism and being journalists, but I think the listeners also had a fun time listening to our rambles.
1: I, sh- I hope so, you know?
0: <laughs> so thank you once again for fixing this interview and making it happen. Of um, course. I really had a fun time. So finally, would you like to tell our listeners about your social media platforms, what you do and where they can follow your work?
1: Yeah. So if you want to follow me, it's just Raquel Goldie on all social media platforms. I made it super easy. (laughs) Same spelling on everything. Um, And then you can also follow along Brooke's channel, which is Brooke Morrison, where we do our collab uh reaction videos you can check those out we've done some interviews as well and then my channel i just launched i'm going to be doing reaction videos and other k-pop related content also raquel goldie just on youtube so find it there and then my podcast is called the millennial girls podcast and you can find that from all of my social media as well
0: okay so uh yeah make sure to follow her and i i promise that her content are definitely worth watching listening so make sure to do that and as for Believe in K-Pop, you can follow us on Instagram, Believe in K-Pop. And for me, Anthea, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I also made it easy. It's just Anthea Isaac. So make sure yes. to join me through my fangirl journey. DM me your ideas. And do let us know how you enjoyed this podcast. Show love to both of us as we roll on in this industry so yeah we also have a discord so you can join me you can dm me and then join me so make sure to do that um well if you're starting your new week i just wanted to wish you all the best whatever the assignments or the work you have for this week make sure to do them give your best and i'm sure that goodness and blessings are always around you so Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, make sure to spread love and be loved. This is your host, Anthea Isik for Believe in K-Pop. Bye.